Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Very exciting video today, Ed. This will be one of my favorites probably that we record this week. Before we get into it, I want to remind everybody that we do have a Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon now. You can join us at multiple levels and receive these videos early ahead of time. Basically, as soon as we get them edited, we start to share them on our Patreon at the King K. Faber level. You also get to sit in while we record these videos, uh, interact with us through the chat, and uh, sometimes give us some information as we are preparing for other feature episodes and interviews with special guests. So check that out. See what fits for you. The other way to support Cartoonist K. Fabe, pick up our books. Hulk, Grand Design, Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, and Princess of Poverty and Plain Janes are my latest books. Red Room, starting a new series coming up, Crypto Killers. Uh, X-Men Grand Design, Hip Hop Family Tree, and WYSIWYG are Ed's latest books. So add those to your collection if you haven't already. And Ed, let's dive into today's topic. A top 10 outlaw comics that you haven't heard of before. Yes. Although if you're a longtime fan of our channel, you may have heard of Chillville. Yeah. One of those, uh, these outlaw comics, so many of them, you find them. The regional, like like the, the cartoonist lives in a town, went to a convention or and sold them on consignment at the local comic shops in that region. Uh, the way that they get across, you know, state lines is Todd McDevitt or somebody like just buys whole collections <laughs> and brings them to Pittsburgh. Uh, this was... a. In the dollar bins at Ides Comics, it was it was the very fir- first comic in one of the boxes, and I automatically just assumed that like somebody put that there and went downstairs and was like, you know, like I'll come back up and grab this one because because the Ides guys are that way, like you gotta buy the shit on that floor and all that kind of thing. But it was the first comic in in the first box I looked at one day, and wow. and this is why you dig. This is why you dig to find stuff like this, man. And and we had to do a video about it because I pulled this, you know, from from a from a, a dig session and I showed you the very next week blew your fucking mind and then the next week after that you came by with all of his work yeah I I mean again as you say this is why you dig because I had not seen his stuff at all but you know who did Stephen King yeah this is a cartoonist out of Maine and uh, did a couple of comics self-published these two issues and somehow got on Stephen King's radar and has done several projects with Stephen King um, not the easiest comics to find unfortunately but he's still alive and active, and I think there's rumors that they may do a new edition of this stuff. I hope they do because we know, you know, we get feedback from a lot of kayfabers. This stuff is appealing to more than just us, yeah. but it's hard to find. So hopefully there'll be a new edition. There are a couple of other versions, and this reprints, as you can see, Chillville, but it's a... Uh, I was able to find these issues a little bit easier than I was Chillville. Um, and you can see whenever we talk about outlaw comics, like one of the staples is a lot of ink on the page. Check. Yeah. And that obsessive kind of mark making. And I think if we're uh, in focus here, you can see like there are tens of thousands of tiny little lines that are kind of hatched together to make these images. They don't show up so great on this newsprint. Yeah. So, you know, if, uh, you, if you if you want the optimal version, the the highest fidelity, you've got to get you know the Welcome to Chillville self-published on this like white yep white paper. Yeah, he he did well for himself self-publishing this stuff. Almost always, I prefer that newsprint. But man, whenever you see this level of detail, you don't want any dot gain. You want those lines to be crisp. So a really interesting cartoonist. And again, we have a longer video in depth on him. Check that out and uh, check out your local uh, comic shop dollar bins to see if you can uncover more gems of that nature. So 
Here's our next one. This is Achilles Storm. There are two issues, and then it was reprinted in the in the late 90s. But this is an early 90s uh, kind of a team-up book between Sandra Chang and Mark Beecham. Beecham, you guys may know from Continuity Studios. He had done, like, most of Samurai. Samurai? I don't know how you pronounce that. But uh, this is his forte, drawing these kind of almost Aeon Flux-like long women. And Sandra Chang, very similar in style. So there are two stories in here. They're not collaborating together. They're doing their own stories, but it's pretty sweet as a uh, as a package because I think their art is sympathetic. And as you'll see, this is um, I described it to Ed before we start recording. It's sex and violence in it's the um, outlaw tradition. A part of outlaw comics is kind of the canon films aesthetic man uh bad things are happening on wharfs and docks and dudes with uzis and power suits and slick back ponytails yes yeah, a lot of that some cocaine look at that strange distortion going up our, our our staircase and she's just like foreshortening our figure completely yeah it looks so accurate like like it's probably from a photo and then you got to try to make the background work from your weird distorted lens Drugs are another one that, that you'll see in a lot of these. I did not bring Mike Diodato's Razor Knights. Um, we looked at that in a recent video, and I think it would qualify as an outlaw comic. But because we just looked at it, it didn't didn't quite make this cut. Um, the Beecham stuff, you, you feel the crusty bunker in there. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a pretty wild series. And I think all of these are, are series that I just randomly came across. Like, I don't know that any of this stuff were books that I knew about. Sure, and, and that's that's the thing. Like we we're so deep into comics at D this double point. Double lighting the ass. Got it got you, man. Uh we're so deep in comics at this point that uh you know, not to speak for you, but kind of just buy whatever I'd never saw before. Yeah. You know, at a quarter, like you're not really breaking the bank if it's a dud. But something like this there's no question that that goes home with you. Yeah, there's almost like a level of how much, how are you managing your ink? You know, like like there's almost a professional level and once you hit that, it's like, oh yeah, that, that gotta get that. Because also whenever you find this stuff in a 50 cent bin, you're not seeing it again. There's no right. guarantee that you're ever gonna come across this again. So if it catches your eye, you pretty much got to take it home with you. Speaking of eye-catching, you're going to have to show off that back cover before you split that. <laughs> Whoa, look at that uh, vaginal detente freaking Yeah, that gimmick. whole character, I was hoping we would get like a good shot of the whole costume because she has like the spike stud hood on top. Um, how about that? If you can be fully clothed and be outlaw, I feel like that's the costume. Yeah, man. Quite an attitude coming across on these pages. There you go. Setting, setting, the, uh, setting the tone. Them little burgers right there, dude. <laughs> Not very inviting. <laughs> Here's kind of a fun one. So Bodyguard and Aircell Comics, when I think Malibu had purchased Aircell yeah, at this the, point. that's the uh, cover format of Malibu. But kind of cool, you get a Paul Glacey cover there um, doing weird color treatment. I mean, he's, he's, he's a weird dude. Like, like, he really had that fastball. And then there's, there is Glacey that just doesn't hold up. So once you get inside, like right away, you can see, oh yeah, that has your outlaw ingredients with the crazy inks and veins and sweat popping out. Good and, stuff. And this is licensed material. But an introduction by the Todd father? <laughs> maybe, maybe this, what's the year on this? 1990. Yes. Okay. So they, it's cool to see that uh, the image guys already have some small relationship with Malibu. Um, this stuff was reprinted from Australian Penthouse. 
that answers a lot of questions, does it not? Yeah. So you see a pretty slick style of inking, uh, pretty heavy on shadows, maybe a Tim Bradstreet light or something you might you might see there. And uh, Penthouse makes total sense, right? It has that, I guess, more on the sex side of your outlaw content than anything else. It would speak for the margins at the top and bottom. Yeah, you know, magazine size. Different format. Absolutely. But very nice, uh, pretty nice figure work, pretty high quality craftsmanship in my opinion. And I guess there were multiple issues, but this is the only one I ever saw. And the McFarlane intro just really, <laughs> it's a whole package. You, you can see Malibu, uh, how you get to that point. All right, so Gone Walkabout. Stephen Lewis Ryan, this is from 1996, and I think it's more or less self-published. You know, it, it's uh, Dog on a Bone Studios and Primal Groove Press, but I feel like that's basically... Uh, He's self-publishing, and maybe Brett Warnock, pre-top shelf, um, giving him a hand there. And this one, again, we talk about like the extreme inking kind of stuff. I hope this one's in focus because the detail of the ink marks, it feels like he must have drawn this at three up right. and reduced it. Like Everything is just these very, very tiny, fine lines, hatching everything, making texture. Like Even on this brick... At a distance, it almost looks like you're seeing a screen tone until you look closer and realize it actually they're getting darker as, as you go down because he's hatching them. And almost all the stuff we looked at Double already. Double hatching there. Uh, Joe Coleman influence yeah. ha has to be involved in at least a handful of these guys with, with these manic marks they're putting together. Absolutely. And this story in particular, like I would add a psychedelic element. Totally. Which kind of fits great on top of the outlaw aesthetic you know just going just getting trippier and trippier as you kind of get into this specialty world and he does these cool panels right where like the reality is dripping off into this other realm and then how do you how do you draw that stuff so you get a lot of these like energy lines and playing with ink you know figuring out how to make that ink express this different world look at how great this is from the overly muscular like veiny neck into just the energy that freaky energy i talk about this a bunch the idea that like you can draw you know a jagged line means something different to the eye than a smooth line i feel like he's taking advantage of some of those ideas and this guy perfect for an outlaw comic a lot of blood and fluids too like yeah, twin man. fingers good drapery corbin is yeah corbin in here the rendering on the chains I'm drawing chains on a current piece right now. That's a nightmare. Yeah. You do not want to get into this level of rendering on chain links. I mean, just, just doing the links in any way other than the Todd McFarlane way is an ambitious proposition. I mean, the, the merit in that, right? Yeah, it's a little bit distorted. Like, this is a guy who obviously can draw just berserk level of drawing, but you just, you distort it a little bit. You know, you, you have your own little quirks that come across and that's what I want. You think it's uh, conscious or... Uh, I doubt there, it. There is a thing, like certainly when I was in art school, there were the guys that like, they put certain things in front of other things. So so like getting rendering down was more important than figuring out exactly how to draw a figure. Yeah, I I, I, I don't know. And, and and by the way, I'm in that category. You know what I mean? Like, like I... Uh, I don't take all the time in the world to worry about that part of it. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to tell. Like, I don't know that anybody... It feels like that's next level if you're able to, like, 
consciously maybe distort right. in a way that adds to yeah, that's that Egon the world. That Egon Chile right. type. I have not Egon met too many, too many comic book artists that I would give them that credit, but it's possible. So Warguard, we've looked at a couple times. Viking Berserker, Sean Patty, and definitely, you know, you mentioned Corbin with our with our gone walkabout but i mean like this one i think is even more so corbin although this is issue two and i think he is becoming more of his own artist you know as we go along but you can still see some corbin influence for sure and i just delight with this stuff and it's you're really seeing the pattern here of like how many marks can we put on a page before it's a solid black oh yeah and it's and it's it's uh, bravado it's machismo that's a part of the outlaw thing too it's it's like hyperbolic like masculinity it it's is a part of outlaw comics yeah there's a certain graduation of like i loved superhero comics when i was a kid that you can kind of move into this this uh this is your adult mature version of that <laughs> mature maybe maybe uh loosely used there but it does feel like an extreme extreme version of of the values of a superhero comic even like mike mignola although that's probably where mike mignola and patty cross over at the corbin with panels like some of these but man i, I dig this stuff yeah absolutely the other thing that i find in a lot of my favorite outlaw comics is um it's the drawing yeah totally you can find these like i've seen these in many quarter bins and things yeah and these not, exist. Not, not to be insulting to sean patty because like it might hurt someone's feelings to, to know that they're in the quarter bin or whatever man but what i'm just saying is they are out there they are it's it's funny that this is not a sought after book because there are those books the ken langriff books you know like yeah. new york city outlaws is a, is, a, is a you don't find a lot of those in a quarter bin anymore um i don't know why Warguard isn't in that kind of like cult status it is now it should be it definitely should be. So, <laughs> Cocaine Cowboy. I always have the fantasy of, like, I'm going to do an 80s-style book. I'm not going to tell anybody, and I'm just going to slip it in dollar bins as I'm out and about. Whenever I found this one, I thought Ben Mara might have pulled that on me. Because <laughs> right. this is a Ben Mara character, if I've ever seen it. The hair, the costume. Night business zero. <laughs> it really feels like... <laughs> even that boot feels like it has all those sensibilities. Like... If Ben was doing this, though, the foreshortening in that hand, it would be smaller. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. Because he, he does that shot, man, but he fucking shrinks that hand it's so amazing. much. Um, like a harpoon gun, you know, is part of the part of the props on the cover. And uh, I got to say, like, part of the reason is this is published, um, I believe, out of Miami. This is another... It makes so oh, much Holly, sense. Hollywood, Florida. So not quite miami but this is cocaine cowboys as we know cocaine cowboys yeah which for the people at home man there, there are a couple documentaries you could see i i haven't had netflix in years but when i did have it like one of the most exciting documentaries i saw on it yes was cocaine cowboys one and two and then you realize that gta vice city is totally inspired by the cocaine the stories in cocaine cowboys down to like the side quest that one can do where they're dropping bales of fucking coke from airplanes out in the Atlantic Ocean with little radio beacons and dudes on the back on in boats with a giant fucking remote control like like yes. honing in on those things. I just saw the headline of they found like a half a billion dollars of cocaine floating in a crate in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> so so it on it showed up on the Explore page on Instagram. It was a bunch of boppy like college chicks on a boat and they were like look at this thing we found in the middle of the ocean and and all the comments are like 
just leave right now. Like, just go Seriously. away. From, just go away from that. Really? They, That's y- how that showed up? No, no, no. Like, oh. I mean, it, could, it could be. It could be totally unrelated. But these girls found an accidental like the, the the guys who want that are coming to get it and you shouldn't be there is basically what every, yeah. everybody in the comments that's a was movie. saying i mean i feel like that's that's 20 crime movies are that plot hey you mentioned night business i think this is a character right out of night business <laughs> by the way so you know set in miami by floridian creators this feels like the perfect kind of what i hope for in an outlaw comic because it's almost like hey we like comics let's make our own what do we know about this is the story it's it's funny to use the word crude in uh this context because down to the subject matter it's crude but there is like the drawers of outlaw comics we see we've seen mm-hmm. some of that with with sean patty we'll see some more rain ness but then there's like the outlaw comics where the actual drawing is very crude yeah and those guys all built the faces the same way it's it's really a fascinating thing like there's this like um jv version of figure drawing that uh everybody draws the characters like with those same kind of eyes and and everything the equine horse face yeah uh this is a more late period one but like all the black and whites in the 80s that that are reminiscent of what i'm describing it was like pulling from it was like fourth tier like barry windsor smith's like all the weird shit that barry windsor smith did that made people excited like they would incorporate into their drawing so everybody had that horse face yeah 100% you're right and I'm glad you mentioned those 80s comics because they're not outlaw comics per se but that 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 wave of like self-publishing where it's people's first comic there's so much in common and I find it so charming yeah and this book has a bunch of that you know like like the couches that are just like you're rolling lining them guides man like like you could see like okay perspective class 101 like put the vanishing point here and just fucking roll like look at the size of that stool it's it's so great and it's actually it's so wrong well i guess if this is ground and then this is like sunk in in I, I guess there used to be those like little they were called like conversation pits it's it's fantastic all around the costuming on these guys i love it all and it's that early digital you know like i'm, I'm gonna print out my lettering and then cut it out and paste it in place shades of like silver wolf yeah. or something on there and, and you could bet that that lettering is probably like a little green a little gray printed out oh, on that sure. on that paper with the dots on the side would love to see an original original page from this but love it it's one of those just you know, it's an artifact is, yeah. is really what it is, but it's also in 1992 So it may be some people that are looking at the comics landscape and taking advantage of what's out there Also, by the way, like a really well-commissioned logo for the subject matter I would say with the horseshoes intertwined. Yeah, it's like that cowboy saloon style lettering. Yeah, it's it's really smart I love it man. Hat, hats off to that one. They paid for that. <laughs> they did Princess of sadism so this is kind of a, a one that you probably won't find in your dollar bins because this showed up in our mailbox and I had not heard of it, you know, was un- completely unfamiliar with it. And let's see, I'm, I'm looking for uh, contact information for this guy and I don't see it very handy here. He has a Patreon, but um, the artist describes it as this is his first, I guess it's Pixel Face. This is his first or her first comic book. And sometimes I hate to show these off because I'm whenever I'm super impressed by like somebody's first effort <laughs> it makes me mad a little bit 
But as a first effort, like, this thing's beautiful. You know, I feel shades of manga in here, probably referencing, maybe even tracing some cityscapes. But whatever works, like, I'm just reading it. I just need it to look super cool. Yeah. And uh, we've seen plenty of manga artists do this. That cat's cool. But our main character here is this uh, princess of sadism. We're going to see her doing some stuff throughout this issue that makes it worthy of outlaw status. A lot of the black ink blood little bit of your uh, sex and love in there but this is kind of this like it's it's a bit of a tour de force in my opinion for a first timer they're all over the place big splash pages sequential stuff nice lettering probably i see sprinkles maybe a brennan graham maybe as an influence in here a little bit but it's just all over the place great action panel blows my mind that people show up with like their first effort and this is what it looks like that character design for like the creepy monster <laughs> look at that thing it's pretty fantastic yeah this artist knows how to keep things interesting on the page just for damn sure and wow. again we talk about how much ink do you get on your page this is what big part of, of outlaw comics big imagination yeah lots of imagination this is a heck of a creator yeah it, it's one of those um <laughs> try not to get us in too much trouble um it's one of those things like you never know what you're getting whenever you open up those envelopes and it's something you haven't seen before that can take up a lot of different shapes. How about this, like going some advanced rendering? So pretty wild stuff and happy to show it off on here. You know, a little bit of mailbag stuck in the middle of this uh, Outlaw 10, but worthy, I think, of, of being amongst these Outlaw comics. Right. So something for those, those fans of Outlaw comics, add a pixel face to your list of potential Outlaws. I couldn't Devils are a revelation yeah, to, me, man. to me when I first uh, happened upon them because... Uh, you, you you think you know it all, right? And then you're, you're digging around in the quarter bins and you just happen upon this stuff and you see how accomplished it is. And then it's just like, well, who is this guy? Like, uh, one of one of the things that I've always done when, uh, like, see, my, my, my uncle, he, pr he primed the pump for me to be kind of agnostic in my comics loves because he would just read weird shit. And I have, like, some of my favorite comics growing up are weird black and white comics with no irony it's like I, this the stories and stuff are just i like them better uh so like what i would do as i started to become more of a cartoonist and more like into the culture is you get your hands on a comic like this and it's a name that you don't recognize you have to hit the google machine and just see what these people are up to these days yeah i should have brought a piece in the early not this is um 1986 1987 time period and neil hansen here story art and lettering aka spider yeah um went through some indies but whenever epic tries to compete with image and has like their heavy hitters line does a book called untamed that is um probably near the apex of like how much detail kind of violence line work you know if you love hard-boiled check it out like really strong polished stuff there you go man the icon devil uh look, looking pretty strong there so a long career, he also does a run on Whisper, Stephen yes. Grant's Whisper, that's really beautiful artwork. He's very good, legit, you know, kind of mainstream talent. Um, but it's so awesome that you have this stuff in his background where you can kind of like dig it up. This painting, by the way, I don't know how well it'll show up. Super cool, but they would do this sometimes where they would stretch like inside back inside front and back covers gotta get two copies and it, it, that's exactly right that's exactly right gotta rip out the guts and put that up on your on your uh, dorm room wall how wild is that though for a cover we have these guys in comics uh, uh troy nixie comes to mind 
even before Bill the Clown, there was, uh, I think, Prey was uh, a very much an outlaw comic. Yeah. Uh, which will probably be on another list that we do because with every piece that we're shown and looking looking at, I already am compiling the list of the next five and Zone Continuum would be on that. Uh, Prey comics would be on that. Yeah, I have spent so much time trying to gather these kinds of comics and now they're folded into my collection. So it's so hard, like off the top of my head to remember them. But I would also ask like the kayfabers out there, man, yes. add, add in the comments because the other thing is you mentioned like how they're regional and sometimes you just don't see them. One of the fun things of traveling and then checking out local comic shops when you travel is that that's where you'll find the local talent that uh, may not have made it back here, uh, you know, to our shops or to, to your shops. But we can, with the internet, we can make a list in these comments sections. So let's start sharing some of the uh, outlaw comics that are your favorites at home. Like okay. put those in the comments. Maybe they'll make the next list. That's the other thing too, man. Like when we go on our travels, like we always meet like the cool guy in that town that has like the great collection and makes comics themselves. And they just don't necessarily have that extra kink to their personality that uh, requires that they put their stuff out into the wider universe. I feel like you can really see Hanson growing from oh, issue yeah. to issue oh, yeah. <laughs> you know like at this point like he's really like i don't know if confidence is the right word but man these pages feel like they're just dripping with that early enthusiasm that creators have and especially as you start to get those pages that like oh i like how this one turned out i have this idea that uh, that i can do like that's wild stuff yeah this is this is pretty cool and we're just scratching the surface on uh on outlaw comics too so Definitely add some of your own favorites at home because um, we'll get back to this. Yes. Like I said, this is one, always one of my favorite subjects. And there's a lot out there that I don't know and haven't seen yet. So help us out. Um, Fuckator, Jason Carnes. And my name is inside of this book because I helped put this together for Fanographics Underground. I did not dig out Carnes' mini comics, but I will... Uh, for a future episode, because the way that I yeah, found it his stuff... Yeah, it its own episode. Absolutely. The way that I found his stuff is he would make these as mini-comics, printed on newsprint, hand-printed, like huge inspiration to me whenever I found them, colors them with markers. I mean, I think he's one of the best, one of my favorite cartoonists working, because he's doing all this on the page. Yeah. I have some originals of his, too, that uh, we'll do an in-depth episode, and I'll bring those out, and we can look at, like, the coloring, the lettering, but... It is just a specific type of like B-movie, you know, exploitation, splatter, punk kind of style. Nobody makes comics like this. And again, he's doing all of this on the page. I love it. I yeah. wish there was, I, I wish he was one of many that worked this way. Unfortunately, he's it. But hey, man, happy to have him. And I just love every part of his comics. Like, yeah, man. The color, the design, the lettering. You know, leaving that white, like, that's done in the coloring stage. He's coloring this in with red markers. He may be going back in and touching up the white with some, some white media, I'm not sure. But it's planning that kind of, like, ooh, how do we make this look wet and bloody and a little bit three-dimensional? All done on the page. Yeah, man. Uh, Jason Carnes with a K is his name. And uh, you, could find, you could find him on social media. And he's lately been posting videos uh, while in the middle of the process. So you get to see him putting the, those marker tips down. <laughs> Remember, dude, <laughs> I asked uh, Robert Kirkman on, on the shoot interview, man, like, what'd you think of Faust? Because because of uh, The Walking Dead, like the yeah, yeah. he's like, 
I just ain't done with several penises, man. <laughs> like, That's a short list. <laughs> I, I, I draw the line up to several penises in my comical books, he says. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. The, uh, the, the stuff that Carnes is drawing from, too, like, I think this is like a cop, you know, that doesn't play by his rules. So you mentioned canon earlier, Ed. This is the canon films, but with like an NC-17 level of just absurdity. You know, commandos fighting Nazi monsters. Um, there's sci-fi trope, you know, like, like, is this the, the ultimate mad scientist? Straight out of central casting. High octane action with SWAT. You know, you see the SWAT team moving in with just, again, R-rated or NC-17 rated kind of violence. Great lettering. Oh, the lettering's phenomenal. It's a crime that he's not won an Eisner for lettering, quite frankly. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. I don't know anybody that letters this well. Even, like, the word balloon lettering, super great. Right, because that is not just, like, writing a character down. Like, that is drawing. You know, he's drawing the lettering. Yeah, and he does these... these this is kind of, like, you know, issue cover here. So he makes these as your ash can size, like, 5.5 by 8.5. They're full color. Like I said, he's custom printing them himself. Um, they're perfect objects. Yeah. When, like, they're really... When I found them, it was just like my brain exploded. When you put this book together, were you just scanning in your copies? Mm -hmm. Did he send you artwork? He sent me the artwork Amazing. for it. Yeah. Um, this should not be out of print, by the way. So, you know, Gary, if you're watching... I don't know why it's out of print. I don't know if that's a Carnes choice, a Fanographics choice, if it's just they publish a bunch of books and randomly it's gone out of print. But I, I, I know there's some demand for it. Saw it in France whenever I was over there for Angoulême, looking in shops and stuff, found copies of it there. So I'm glad to see his audience grow a bit, but I think there's a much bigger audience still out there because most of those comics, if you want them, you're getting them directly from him. And, and it's a that's process. A small, that's a small group. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's literally a headache to him. I, I, think, I think he's not doing it anymore. Like He's not selling the old stock. Because he prints them up on a bubble jet. Like, yes. Like, it's very expensive to make, basically. It it's, is. It's, it's time equity. It's toner that's, like, uh, super expensive. It may be the only color outlaw that we looked at today. Yeah. But, you know, you can see that that obsession with craft. Like, yeah. you can see the amount of effort that he's putting in there. A fun follow on social media, because I think all he posts are, like, his works in progress. So you so, get to see those pages, sometimes even a video of him coloring a little bit, stuff like that. Um, I can't say enough about it, you know, really outstanding work. So uh, here we go with number 10. This is Rain Ness, and known for Damlog. This is probably how I first discovered his work. These editions, I believe, have the same contents. It's funny because, like, they're slightly reworked, you know, like the lettering is different, but you can see it's, it's the same artwork, just maybe uh, updated for a new edition. And what's crazy is this is Acid Rain Studios. They're out of, like, I think... I want to say like uh, South Bend, so where Notre Dame is, the uh, the American Notre Dame, the college, right. not, not not France. Um, Acid Rain Studios did some other books, including one called Vampire Wars, which is really cool. Oh, it looks yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, drawn yeah. with like a rollerball pen. Right. It, it could probably qualify as as potentially as a uh, as an outlaw comic, but this guy he's another one of those revelations. He was also in Barbaric Tales, an anthology. And uh, he's in an issue or two of that, but it's Damlog material. So if you find Damlog, you'll get all of the Damlog stories, at least that I'm aware have been published so far. When you see these pages, don't you think that they must have been drawn gigantic? Yeah, I do. And it's another one of those guys where, like, you you know, you, you can pull out a lot of interesting-looking covers from a 50-cent bin. When you open it and see this level, I can't think of another book. Like, this is a guy who's putting absurd amounts of effort on that page. 
So wild stuff. With Filling name, it with ink. With a name like Ray Ness, like doesn't it just evoke some kind of Scandinavian? I think he is. I'm pretty sure. Is? Look at this final battle. <laughs> so good, right? I mean, here's even a monster like watching from behind as these as these titans square off. You know, I love this stuff too. Like for the hallway, just all of these parallel lines. It's that pattern, you know, like it just fits with a black and white comic where you can really play with that stuff. Yeah, it becomes a great texture. Absolutely. Wires coming out of an eye socket. So you get damn log and you're like, oh, what else has this dude done, right? This is the other comic that I'm aware of from Rain Ness. North Star Publishing, who, who did some Faust and definitely did some Outlaw comics. And this is a slightly newer than damn log, so... You know, I don't know whether that means more effort or more refined or <laughs> whatever. Like song. pretty, pretty smooth to begin with. <laughs> but again, you can see. Like, oh my goodness! The attention to inking and obsession. The stuff of nightmares. It really is. Like this, this will cure. Like you know how they have those like fucked up like gay rehabilitation camps. Like this will be the furry rehabilitation camp. Like for all those kids that that are down with those uh, the costume gimmicks, man. Give I feel, this comic I feel and like it's going to set them on a different path. Part furry and then also like David Icke, lizard people. Yeah. <laughs> Mythology. Queen Lazilia. It's uh, it's also very much like the uh, bird-headed uh, chicks and exactly Robert Crumb comics, really. Yeah, it's... I, I, the, the level of like draftsmanship and craft is so freaking high. It might be as high as any black and white kind of self-published book that i can think of you know it's it's i think it's on a level with faust in terms of just you know precision what 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 you're doing with your ink line and everything the fact that it's so bizarre just adds to that true because there's the component of pencil mileage ink mileage like each of these pages might take a week yeah to, so like it's a very specific subject matter to spend that much of your life on. Look at that. They call that the... the well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. <laughs> That's bad when it doesn't even fit on an Outlaw episode. All right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> So pretty... Now we've got the pig man showing up. I, 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 I don't know what to oh, make dude, of it. Oh, dude, and there's an exit song also. There it is. The outro tune. Dude, there it is, man. The, the name of the song? Gang. You Came. <laughs> I mean, this is a this is outlaw. It's real. It's really bad, though. Look, it's like um, half chains and half intestines. The drawing of what he's holding there. He's a cannibal. Like, like I have the, uh, I have the the paperbacks. Yeah. Of Chain Gang, and it's like a die cut cover. You know, let me just grab it real quick. Oh man, the source material. Look at how far out they go to to do a die cut cover. Wow. Isn't it amazing? You can see how. You can see how this lends itself to comics, especially a North Star comic, known for horror, known for splatter, and you get a Stephen King quote on an ad. That's yeah. going for it, man. Yes, yeah, he Slob is the first book, and then Chain Gang is the second, but Chain Gang is the name of the guy in Slob. And Jimmy, if you could just read <laughs> Great. this one part. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, that, just that statement. That's like the greatest <laughs> elevator pitch for the book. The Beast was very hungry. He felt clear-headed for the first time since he'd been given his freedom, really strong, coming awake with a roaring hunger. He wanted real food, then he wanted a heart. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Chain gang is coming to town. So he's just, <laughs> so in the first one, he's just this crazed serial killer going off doing his thing. 
500 pounds of pure murder. Right. And he's caught, he's captured. And, and it becomes a thing of like, we're going to weaponize this fuck. We're going to like drill into his head a little bit, put a helmet on him, uh, screw with him so that, so that he's, he's a soldier. And we're going to like drop him off into a town with like an area of effect. Like if he, if he gets out of the perimeter, like he just can't or something, you know, there's a, some mental fence or something. And uh, of course he gets out. <laughs> <laughs> of course he gets out and fucking just does his thing. That's an amazing story, though. I mean, that's almost like your monster kind of stuff, right? That's that's uh, Jurassic Park, right? The T Rex is getting off the island or something. And it's it's a and it's so comic booky. It's a test. Like like why don't you test it on like maybe an orphan boy that doesn't have any like family and he's skinny and can't do much? No, you 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 hook chain gang up with that. Yeah, right. Doesn't it seem like a superhero? It's like uh, oh, totally. a cross between Captain America and Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the cool thing about those splatterpunk books, man. All right, so, so last piece of Rain Ness. We had a kayfaber send this in a couple years ago, an early mail call. And this is a North Star production, Alien Females from Rain Ness. So I don't have, I, I never got too into these. These were kind of before my time. I feel like that was an 80s staples doing portfolios. But the paper is this coated stock. So you've got this guy who's doing super fine ink lines and there's no dot gain. Like you're getting like this precise kind of stuff reproducing. They probably told him that and it's like lean into that detail and obsession. Um, and I guess subject matter because these are twisted nightmares. Like, I just wonder if, you know, if you do some Freedom of Information Act uh, thing on North Star, like, do they have a file? Because <laughs> this feels... <laughs> The FBI's watching like, I don't think J. Edgar Hoover would approve. Yeah, Dolphin, it, Mermaid Nightmares would be another one. I love this design where we have like a Cyclops bench pressing. Wild. And then like a robot. Yeah, the robot almost reminds me of that, that end piece in uh, Hard Boiled. Yeah, look at how you're getting like a couple of these screens on here. Like just a round dot screen slapped on the side of the robot skull yeah along with dry brush and gray tones and so just putting putting stuff down feels like pinball machine back glass so much like uh centaur the yeah. uh i love that that backdrop so, and i feel like centaur is inspired by uh, tim truman by the way interesting that's that's real interesting because i feel like it fits in this stuff too yeah pinball is a good pool i think um check out how this works though like how detailed this brimstone road is back to like a devil, a minotaur coming out of the mouth of hell there. You know, it's getting the perspective. He's putting amazing. so much onto these pages. Like he really seemed like he responded to the idea of, yeah, portfolio. The, let me go for it. The lettering is different on all. Mm -hmm. It does feel like the primitive piece to his process, but it works with the style. Look at those nails. There's a naivete to the littering. There is. There, there is uh, the pinball thing, the the outlaw quality where like it's just distorted enough to be unique. Yeah. Um, you know, and it has that quality of like this is the dude that this thing is a nightmare. By the way, the Humpty Dumpty one. <laughs> yeah, like, that's too much. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it really. And is. you know what? That like guys, let's let's make this a feminist icon because it's the ovum. You know, like that's that's like the seed. Wow. And it looks it's very big and strong. Super disturbing. <laughs> it's just all super disturbing. But the amount of detail that he's putting in there, you know, like as, a, as somebody who does ink drawings, it's hard to look at this and not be just blown away by it. It's true. And like 
part of like thinking that it's just drawn so gigantic is you can't see any like real kind of you know that it's done with a hand but you don't see any wobble you don't you don't see any evidence of that hand really yeah. anywhere yeah and and it's a it's a short list of creators that have that kind of ink control you know we we talk about like bolin yeah and charles burns with that but it is that kind of like i i struggle to find the word it's precision it's it's accuracy but it's just it's a consistency that, yeah. that's borderline machine like and you can cheat it if you draw very big because that's that's one some of the benefits of the reduction process is that yes it tightens up the wobbles a bit yeah so just a wild document this it makes me curious about other portfolios you know tim vigil has several of those yeah. over the years um I, i'd be curious to kind of like check check some of that stuff out but uh this is rain ness's alien females there it is man top, top 10 uh hidden gems in uh outlaw comics jimmy you want to construct your uh your, your thumbnail image yeah let me put one for, together for this thing man while we uh vamp at the at the very end here uh because these are comics that you might find some but at the very least, you should be encouraged to go dig around in those bins. That's the takeaway I hope everybody does. See what you pull out. Yeah, absolutely. You might come up with some some really crazy shit. You might blow our fucking minds. That's the thing. You know, these are comics that people, they pass to us every now and then. They talk about it whenever we go to shows or something. Everybody has their favorite versions of these things. So... Yeah, add add to the comments and also hit up your local stores and see what they've got collecting dust in the background. If I was to do some editorialization, I would say the Please. Dimlug is fairly iconic. It should be kind of front and center beyond kind of this thing. Um, that's my big note with that, man. <laughs> Look at Cocaine Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Testosterone in a thumbnail. Good to go? I am. Okay, Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. Tell the people what's out there, Jimmy. Hulk Grand Design in stores very soon, if not already. Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, and Princess of Poverty coming soon. The Plain Janes are my latest books. You can also join me on Patreon.com slash JimRug, where you can see lots more of my art and comics. You can download out-of-print zines and minis, and you can see what I'm working on now. Red Room Crypto Killers Issue 1 is being uh, offered to your comic shops right at this very moment. Please uh, hit your comic shop up, put it on your uh, pre-order list, uh, put it on your pull list. Uh, each issue completely self-contained. There are three trade paper, uh, there are two trade paperbacks of Red Room out there in the wild right now. The Anti-Social Network and Trigger Warnings. I'm serializing the new Red Room stuff on my uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash it's the 10th anniversary of Hip Hop Family Trees. Scoop up those comics. Uh, three volumes of X-Men Grand Design and uh, WYSIWYG are out in the wild. It uh, helps keep the lights on in the studio here. Jimmy, what else do we have out in the wild? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise and mugs and fanny packs and more at our spread shop. That link is also below this video. Another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Give them those marching orders and we'll be on our way. Read more comics.